0: Hey, gang, listen up. This is a special WHM programming announcement. This never happens, right? We never, we, we, uh, this is unprecedented. Unprecedented. This is show history, folks. (laughs) Just remember (laughs) when you have your grandson on your knee in 50 years, three fat guys told you
1: something relatively important. It was pretty exciting for me and like 300 other people.
0: (laughs) It's more than that. Uh, On December 9th, Tuesday, December. Tuesday, 9th. December 9th, in our Tuesday episode slot, we will be doing jingle all the way too. Say what Exactly. <laughs> we you know, we've not seen this movie. We kind of just had this idea, like, you know what? Sight unseen, and this is kind of the point of, of telling you guys, is it's kind of like when somebody's gonna scale the Empire State Building. It's like, you know yep. what? This asshole's going to try it. We'll see how it goes. If he falls to his death, he falls to his death. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? So we may fall to our death. Hello, human fly here. Staying up all night dying my underwear for this. (laughs) But we will be staying up all night dying our underwear for this episode. Because whether... Like, here's the thing. We're going to do this rain or shine. Like, it could be a thing where it's like, this is dull as dirt. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to talk about. Or... What a magnificent performance from
1: Larry the Cable Guy! A touching one, a real warm spot in I your mean, tummy.
0: Who kn- I love my kids. <laughs> like who knows what could happen? Oh no, I got dual personalities. <laughs> now I'm gonna kill my kids. <laughs> no, you're not, Larry. Yes, I am, Barry.
1: The ghost of my grandfather just gave me. Oh fuck! I don't know what that was. Going <laughs> but see,
0: so but that's exactly what we're saying. <laughs> uh, who knows what's gonna happen? Exactly. Come December 9th? I mean, this could ruin the show. <laughs> This could be the end of We Hate Movies as we know it. I don't know. Oh man, some snooty podcast critic comes that one night at our restaurant mm-hmm. and it's like, oh shit, we got it. We're running around. Huge kind of, kitchen fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean,
1: who knows? So does he like wear a tuxedo to his laptop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. It's a tuxedo t shirt. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no, of course. So December
0: 9th, rain or shine, good or bad. Jingle all the way to starring Larry the Cable Guy. Tell your friends. Tell, you know, we want this to be a big coming out party. We'll see what happens. It's going to be obviously all four of us are going to be there. As we're, you know, also, by the way, approaching the fourth anniversary of We Hate Movies. So this is
1: like prepping the celebration. You don't have to eat chestnuts because they're gross. (laughs) But, you know, if you want to eat roasted chestnuts... Go right ahead. Oh, it was like a Christmas thing? Yeah, because it didn't go all the way. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. I assume it's about Christmas or maybe it's Black Friday. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I got trampled in a Walmart. Cool. <laughs> That's Larry the Cable Guy needs to make a a a, a gosh
1: darn Black Friday. I, movie. I'm actually going to be really surprised if in this movie there's not a like I'm getting trampled like <laughs> joke. I, I really I am actually going to be a little. All surprised. All right, so
0: that's already one prediction from Chris that there's an I'm getting trampled while shopping joke. Okay, all right. Other prediction. Uh, I will say Arnold Schwarzenegger does not show up. I'm going to say <laughs> no blessings, no like you know in in the rundown okay. when he comes out to the how rock.
1: fun oh how fun. I do not. Think he's like, oh, hey, Larry, have fun. One other prediction. Sinbad 50-50. <laughs> oh, that's I, I am so 50-50 <laughs> on Sinbad. I'm also 50-50
0: on a shitting your pants joke. Oh. <laughs> so it might be a thing where it's like, Christmas cookie! <laughs> <laughs> Too much Christmas ham! <laughs> you put cola all over that ham! Oh, also 50-50, Guy Fieri appearance. Ooh, that's a good one. The worlds would collide if that happened. Now I'm really jazzed up about this. Before yeah. I was like, this is crazy, but now <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy, this is crazy, but in like a good way. So December 9th, Get Ready, Show History, a movie we're doing an episode on that we've never seen. We will have seen it by the time we yeah, do this. Yeah, we're, we're really, going to you know. just keep guessing the whole time. It's just the four of us
1: looking at the back of the Blu ray <laughs> box. Like, so what do you think happens next? If you could see the G Chat histories <laughs> just on what could possibly happen. All right. And here's.
0: I will give everyone in this room, not in the podcast, uh, that listens, a dollar if there isn't one CGI reindeer. Oh, there's. I'm. <sighs> You're not giving away a cent. No, that's the thing. Of course, he's going to fight it, or it's going to be, like, his enemy.
1: Yeah. You just put a big fucking lock on your money.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not going anywhere. So mark your calendars, gang. December 9th, We Hate Movies makes show history. Jingle all the way to... Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Gabin. Steven Tate. And We Hate Movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in, as always. If you're new to We Hate Movies, you are checking us out in the third week of four of our most recent listener request month. Uh, and so we got a call in, a very special phone call. It's from um, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, I don't know. It's some drunk guy that called in, didn't leave any info. But we couldn't pass this up because it was indeed a Steve Select. That's very true. This There was two Steve Selects this round. One was picked, one was not. And, you know, for all you people like, always just pulling it out of his ass, I wrote it down on a piece of loose leaf. I handed it to Andrew at the beginning of October. (laughs) (laughs) He put it probably in his shoe. (laughs) It was this and an animated movie that I won't say because we might do it. And there you go. go. And next time around, if if it comes back, there will be another Steve Select. There you go. So uh, uh, this is from Fenton Q. Boozehound, who had this to say. Hey, guys. Um, I was told to call in when you're drunk. It's when you guys prefer it, so I'm drunk. <clears throat> uh, my pick for a listener request month is Hand That Rocks the Cradle, starring a very crazy Rebecca DeMorme, Q from Star Trek being a molesting OBGYN, and uh, Ernie Hudson as a mentally handicapped handyman, I guess. Anyways, it's all you want in a early 90s thriller. It's a great movie. The reason I'm requesting it is because my friend and I, as 15-year-old teenagers, went and saw this in the movie theater because I convinced my friend it was like a slasher. I I could have sworn it was like a slasher movie. Uh, We were very surprised. Anyways, love the podcast. Bye, guys. So 1992's The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, directed by good old Curtis Hanson. And there's nothing better than going to a movie thinking it's one genre and then getting another one. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I haven't... Like, we just listened to the, re-listened to the call now. Like, I would wager this was the way the trailer was cut. Like, they definitely made this there, look there, like a horror there's movie. There's, like,
1: one shot of her opening a drawer with a butcher knife mm-hmm. in it. They probably used it four times. Oh, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Uh, this is written by Amanda Silver, who, not a household name, but... She's written uh, both Dawn and Rise of the Planet of the Apes, The Relic, and she's also got writing credits on the two new Avatar movies. Wow. And so, Jurassic World. Oh, and she's got like a story. No, you know what it is? It's a prior draft credit
1: oh, for okay. Jurassic World.
0: So yeah, she's okay. I yeah. think I have a prior draft credit on Jurassic World. That yeah, was, we, we collaborated on a Jurassic World script yeah. that I, I don't think they're using too much of. I no. mean, there
1: was a lot of erotica in that draft. <laughs> they uh, took
0: our Chris Pratt note, though. Yeah. So this is, I mean, it is a 90s domestic thriller. Lump this in with a uh, single white female, mm-hmm. Pacific Heights with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. You
1: mean the whitest movies ever made?
0: Oh yeah, I mean we're talking, you know, white goes to white town. I mean it's fatal attraction too, kind of. Yeah, that you could lump that into this for sure. And I mean, like this is a lifetime movie, like, and it it's a big budget lifetime movie for better, not for worse, for better. (laughs) Like you know, I think, and that's why I love this movie so much is it's just so crazy and
1: uncomfortable. It's. uh, to me, it's like one director away from actually being the best, like a, an amazing movie. Like, Paul <laughs> Verhoeven does this movie. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It is like A grade, one of the best movies. Someone's
0: getting pissed on the, in the. It, well, him, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep. and I'm looking yep. for that
1: scene. Mm. Man, that big old uh, uh, uh,
0: container full of feces in Zwartbach. Yeah. That's a big old double dare dump in that movie. <laughs> Steve, have you seen Zwartbot? No, oh, someone gets go, go, go. covered in feces. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, or yeah. well, you're saying someone gets pissed on. Mm. It's a Paul Verhoeven movie. <laughs> I was just making that bodily fluid <laughs> connection. They're not
1: under a big fake nose, as it turns out. But
0: <laughs> How you. did Mark Summers not throw up every day of his life? I think he
1: did. <laughs> I think so he did right before he went out. Like Mark, you're on in five. <laughs> I'll be right. <laughs> it's like Jamie Foxx on Any Given Sunday. He just can't fucking take the nerves. <laughs> All right, so this
0: movie, like we said, it's a domestic thriller. We start off; it's Annabella Ciora, That's who we're, yep, we're saying yep. here. Uh, so she is with child, and she's going to the doctor yep. to get it to get a, 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 a an innocent checkup. <laughs> just check, just yep, any just, old pregnant lady wants to get a checkup. See what's going on. And apparently her old OBGYN had passed away. Or no, he retired. Right. You yeah. know. Which, which is OBGYN speak for he passed away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He went, he went up to a big farm somewhere. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. He's at a farm up. So he's a big OBGYN <laughs> farm upstate. They let him roam free. It's, it's really
1: beautiful, actually. <laughs> oh,
0: no. He, you know what? We just, they didn't have enough room for that OBGYN in that doctor's office. But some great family with a great yard is taking that OBGYN. Yep, absolutely. Mm. So he's doing fine. It's not like your dad just hit it with a brick in the backyard. <laughs> uh, you know, one time when I was a kid, I had a hamster that died. Mm. And I was like, you know, a little kid. So I was really close to it. And my parents were like, yeah, yeah, you know, we we buried Fuzzy out in the backyard. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's very nice of you. And then like years later, I was like, yeah, and you know, it was so like one of our dogs had we put down or something. And I was like, we've always been so good to animals in our family. Like, remember that time the hamster died and dad buried him in the backyard? And my dad was like, what? This is like three years ago. And I was like, yeah, the the hamster died and you buried him in the backyard. He's like, threw that thing in the woods. I was like, all right. That's great.
1: That's really funny. I actually had a a mouse that died, and I brought it up to my mother, and I was like, so we bury this, right? She's like, no, you throw it in the garbage. (laughs) Pet mouse? What are you, baby Michael Jackson? I was actually making a real-life diorama of flowers for Algernon. It's
0: very important. Uh, So the new OBGYN that she goes to is our clue from last week's episode, Q himself, John DeLancey from Star Trek. Hello, Picard. Oh. Your women are vulnerable, Picard. Time for me to do some tests, Picard. I'm going
1: to touch this belly, Picard.
0: So this is... Um, like Whenever it was that humanity like created the expression, like, my skin was crawling, <laughs> uh-huh. it was meant for this scene. Oh, yeah. John DeLancey has two scenes. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. They're the
1: two best in the movie, <laughs> possibly. So he's like, we're just
0: going to have to do some initial tests here. We'll start off with a mammogram. And she's like, oh, I thought you didn't have to do whatever after the whatever trimester. And he's like... No no, but you're a new patient, so square one. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like I had never seen this movie before and I was like clearly <laughs> this here comes trouble. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like massaging her bare breasts. Well, he talks about liking to walk at, walk in the street
1: after a rainstorm whilst giving this woman a mammogram. <laughs> it is like The weather as erotica. Like, it's. He's talking about how he likes sunny days, but only sunny days after rainstorms. Uh, It's disgusting. It gets so
0: much worse, though. Oh, it really does. So then he's like. He's like, so now the belly, let's oh, let's get a little bit of the belly there. And you're like, I guess so. I, yeah, I don't sure. know how pregnancy works. <laughs> sure, maybe you got to feel the belly. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, now it's time for the vaginal exam. And I'm like, well, again, you're an OBGYN. No, this is, so, that's what we're here is, for. Sure, why not? And one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in a film, <laughs> yeah. right? And I'm talking like, I've seen like Serbian film, okay? <laughs> yeah.
1: uh-huh.
0: Like, And those shirts are dirty. (laughs) (laughs) You see, like, the camera follows, like, he's putting on a rubber glove, and he's like, this will only take a second. And the camera, like, follows his hand down, and you just see this scumbag pull the rubber glove off and just gently stick it in his pocket. And then the exam really begins. Dr. Giggle's eat your heart out. Like you know, you want to talk about like creating terror in a medical setting and like yeah. make like preying on everyone's worst fears. This is it. It's that glove going in the pocket. And you know, here's the thing that sucks. I mean, this is horrible, right? But the smoothness, like the fluidity at which he does this. Yeah. Like a like a finely tuned magic trick. <laughs>
1: It's a like a few this thing, Sundays in the garage.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And so then he's just doing it and she's like, I think I'm being molested. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's horrible. And it's, she's a good, I mean, like, Annabelle Fiora is a really good actress, so yeah. she's selling the shit out of it. And yeah. So, you know, to his credit, John DeLancey's really doing his best here, purving out on everybody. He's selling it also. The okay. guy can play omnipotent beings and disgusting doctors. And
1: Curtis Hansen plays it well, too, because right after it's like Hitchcock high violins, like chilling, big. Yeah. yeah oh, it's, 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 it's right. <sighs>
0: So now that that's out of the way, so she goes home. Are you disgusted yet, Picard? Picard, your puny human race doesn't really know what it's like to be violated. I'm putting your your women on trial, Picard. Don't do that, Q. <laughs> you have no
1: right. It's a sacred bond you're ruining, Q. <laughs> oh, what the fuck are you looking at, Data? <laughs>
0: Captain, I believe you're thinking of the Hippocratic Oath, (laughs) which clearly states do no harm. So she goes home and her husband which is played by Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld, yeah. the second we, Lloyd Braun, the better Lloyd Braun. Yeah, yes. yeah, you're totally He only got to do Lloyd Braun twice, but it's the Lloyd Braun with chewing the Chinese gum yeah. and then the the computer company, the
1: water pick, yeah. Yeah,
0: two amazing Seinfeld episodes. It's like later Matt, so Seinfeld. Uh, Matt McCoy is the actor. But we're going to call him Lloyd Braun the Oh day. yeah. No, no, Sorry, Matt McCoy. You're <laughs> Lloyd Braun. So with the sweet sensitive beard he's got going on here. Lloyd Braun's got a real I'm a Seattle eco scientist in the nineties beard. <laughs> yeah. Good gravy. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, speaking of nineteen ninety two, the baggy corduroys that this guy wears
1: <laughs> in the how on earth men dress like
0: this in the nineteen nothing's fitting anybody. No. And
1: And jungle green button-ups all the way up. All All, the way up.
0: Right to the tippy top? You want to tie a brown tie around that, too. You really (laughs) really (laughs) want to look like you're running ops in Grenada (laughs) when you're going to work. So he's awesome. And so it's this whole, like, this is what happened. And he's like, well, clearly we have to report this. They report it. And then cut to John DeLancey, like, figuring things out in his home office and on the TV. And this is why this movie is impossible Mm. because this is totally against the law, but they have like, and the person who was assaulted, Annabella Siora picture right on the fucking TV. It's like, that's against the law. You can't, Publish and print pictures of like names and faces of sexual assault Can't victims against the law, and with good reason. And I mean, like the rest of the movie should be her owning a TV studio. Exactly. Listen, if we bought a TV studio. The movie. <laughs> if if New York One did this, Cragen would be all over them. Captain Cragen would be so pissed with with the ape. Yeah, mm-hmm. with yeah, with that monkey that he yeah. Gets. Fucking Pat Cuney would be tearing tickets in a goddamn <laughs> in a porno booth afterwards. So it's like. We find out from this news report that he's being brought up on charges, other women have come forward and then he just beautifully kills himself. <laughs>
1: oh, it's great. They'd never see Rebecca De Mornay before like cuz Rebecca De Mornay yes. is his, uh, his wife.
0: Oh yeah, yes. you'd have a camera in her face 24 yeah. hours a it's day. It's the second thing you see. Yeah. Oh, h- how insane is it that your husband's a monster mm. or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. The fact that that doesn't happen is also insane. I mean, this is the 90s. We had cameras everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah it it's, you know. it's a coward's <laughs> way out, Cue. <Q. laughs> <laughs> so he's dead. And yeah, that's yeah. the end of John Delancey It's movie. a nice, you know, I kind of want, you know what? I think this movie, is it PG-13 or is it an R? No, well, it's, I guess it's, the, an R, yeah, it's an R. Yeah, I mean, R, yeah. that first scene alone, that's an R-rated scene. Yeah. I want to see some fucking
1: ruined curtains a little bit.
0: You know what? It's a little classy. A lot. Sometimes this movie takes, talking about like, the coward's way out, this is one of them. I you mean,
1: I, I could also use, like, an out of focus in the background. You see him, like, in the chair. Yeah. Like that. I don't necessarily need the splatter. I just need to see, like, a, a corpse.
0: Yeah. If if you're not going to give me any of that, at mm. least give me a psyching myself up, like, private pile death roar. Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> just so you're like, and then you just, like, do it. Or, like, you know, you can get a nice, uh, and I mean, again, it's military, but a, a few good men. Maybe we're putting on a really nice outfit. We're eating a nice dinner. Sure. Yeah. You know, we're listening to our all the best tunes. Oh, that's the thing, right? Is like you want him, like, prepping himself, like, making sure he's clean shaven. Because, like, <laughs> listen, this guy's a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that he just dies off screen like that. No, 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 no. no. This character is deserving of so much more. Mm. We don't get it. He dies off screen. We just hear the shot. That's the end of it. Fine Curtis Hansen, I guess. And now we're meeting Rebecca De Mornay, who it's this weird, like so it's you know, they're like, Look, you know, all of his money is gonna go to his victims. Like, you know, basically it's all tied up. There's a bunch of civil suits outstanding, so you're you know, you're broke, uh and the house is gonna get repossessed, but and she's pregnant, she's notably pregnant. And they're like, Yeah, but we will let you stay in the house until you have the baby. And if, <sighs> What rule, what rule is that like what law <laughs> uh the law of being a human being like the, I, you know i don't law know law of
1: convenience i believe it's called but like
0: I'll, give her a year then oh if we're, if we're, if I, if I, I thought th- i thought you were saying why are they letting her have the baby there
1: <laughs> i was like steve because humility
0: <laughs> <laughs> i see what you're money saying. is money andrew <laughs> dollars and se- no yeah like either throw her out on, on her ass or give her a year
1: you know like you got a year to kind of get your shit together right yeah no i i see what you're saying because well, they're not gonna kick her out the day of like it's not just gonna happen then they're like well okay here's your bed in the street
0: also it's the house that her husband committed suicide in by the way people are knocking down the door to move in you know the funny thing was like later on in the film when we see the house again i was like I would totally buy that hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, this is
1: nice. And if you were like, ah, a scumbag committed suicide in this one room, I'd be like, yeah, but it's pretty cheap. Well, it's <laughs> that 90s architecture where it almost looks like a spaceship. Oh, yeah. It's and, a big rocket ship. Yeah. You really yeah. want it. I mean, and you can pretend like you're looking up at the stars. Yeah, it should sure. work for me.
0: We're told that it was custom built. Oh,
1: it had to be. It's all odd angles. It looks
0: like a weird, like, Star Wars house. Like It's like the Beetlejuice house. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle 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 Owen and Aunt Brew are dead in the front yard. Uh so we're gonna knock off another fifty grand. There's a couple of charred space people on the front lawn. <laughs> There's tons of
1: blue milk you can help yourself to. Honestly, if you can survive in the house <laughs> you can have it at this point. It is under the Death House listing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah, this house is not so by the end of the by credits, this house is still on the market. Yeah, it's still up for grabs. So oh, Dr. Rape's Death House? Yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> so, you know, she's like, All right, well, that's horrible, I guess. Thank you. And she goes to like leave the doctor's office and collapses. And I don't know if it's like what are we supposed to believe here? Like it's just the stress of the situation or something. I mean, she miscarries,
1: like she loses the baby. Yeah.
0: yeah. They have to like deliver it early. The baby dies, and then she has to have a
1: hysterectomy. It's my favorite. Se- it's one of my favorite sequences in the film because it's her in agony and in like complete despair and horror juxtaposed. They're cutting in between. Yep. The fan Anna- Annabelle Scior and her family jumping on a bed. Oh, like, it's frolicking in the lawn. Yes. It's So good.
0: And also, you know what? Annabelle Sior is probably a little upset for a little while after this. She's not, you know, <laughs> she's just. Over with oh and you know good for her but like no counseling no nothing Julianne Moore should play her doctor in this movie yes not her sassy real estate friend (laughs) uh so yeah so now we have a a miscarriage on our hands it cuts to six months later we're six minutes in we've got a rape and a miscarriage I mean this is you're really you're really forcing me to sit through this hand that rocks the cradle
1: you're really pushing me baby setting a crazy pace man. (laughs) Exa- I was I was sitting here like wow where do we go from here if there's not orgies by minute 40 <laughs> this is really the ro- you you started wrong
0: yeah you really just you, it's like it's like a, a an endurance runner you know like a marathon runner that starts off like way too fast mm-hmm. and then Just like a marathon runner would, this movie just runs out of gas. Too much pasta, gotta (laughs) stop. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it stops. This movie did have too much pasta. (laughs) Too much pasta personified by Ernie Hudson, I guess, would be like his little arc that kind of gets introduced here. Oh, and yeah, you know, as if the first molestation wasn't enough, we have accusations of a second later on in Mm. the film. Yep. For anybody who was missing that well, crap.
1: Okay, so molestation, suicide, into miscarriage. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, that's a three-alarm fire. In and case before wondering. that even, because Ernie Hudson opens this movie. He does. Yeah, oh, it, you're right. Because his film. He, he goes up to the uh, Ana house, yeah. rings the doorbell, doesn't get an answer, goes around the side, she sees a black guy in yep. her backyard and yep. freaks the fuck out. Oh, yeah.
0: It's a real, there's a strange black guy in my yard. It's not addressed that way, but that's yeah. exactly what it is, and it's horrible. Lloyd
1: Braun. Lloyd Braun. Yeah. <laughs> Lloyd Braun. <laughs> Get in here, Lloyd.
0: <laughs> Guarantee you if that was some jerk white guy, she'd be like, oh, what was the front door? I didn't hear the doorbell. I'm sorry. Come right in. Yeah, no, so- no, no. Start screaming like a lunatic. Similar William Forsythe. but that's William Forsythe in your backyard breathing with his gap teeth, you're unsettled, but you're not screaming. Yep. Yeah. No, it's horrendous. I and mean, then- but also, to be fair, Ernie Hudson's feet for- like eight feet tall. Like yeah. he's enormous. He's a big dude. He's yeah. a big dude. Yeah, but still. No, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't make excuses for them, Steve. It's horrible. Uh so it turns yeah, it's like he's like a handyman. He's um you know, he's mentally handicapped, so he's from like a special needs home. A job placement thing. Yeah. It's better like way making, or something like that. Making foundation.
1: fences for them.
0: Yeah, he's like just doing like handyman work or whatever. So yeah, he the first thing, remember, he's gonna build a big white pointy fence uh-huh. around their property. Just Keep that in mind, uh so, and he does a good you know honestly this is a good performance from him. this Very is strong. you know the thing that was it was so obnoxious to me was I recently read like that column he wrote about Ghostbusters and how like his role was just like slashed to nothing, yeah, yeah. and he felt like that's like he thought Ghostbusters was gonna be the movie that like broke him out, and it just kind of didn't do anything really um and then I'm seeing him in this movie, and it's like an actual performance it's the only like thoughtful performance in the film more or less yeah. and he's great my heart was breaking just watching this movie i was like i need to do something to win ernie hudson an <laughs> academy award <laughs> like i don't know what it is but i need to get that going because he's great he's an awesome actor who could he get a biopic of like that's that's your that's your fast track <sighs> yeah. i mean he tried the mentally challenged didn't work nope. so that's out yep
1: Oh, like Muddy Waters, maybe. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, like yeah. an old blues yeah, guy. Yeah. That's that's the way to, that's a good movie. Oh yeah. A blues yeah, I think. Now so. we're I'm talking. Like I, I tell you, you give me a movie where Ernie Hudson's singing smokestack lightning. <laughs> I'm voting. I'm voting. I'm voting for him.
0: So six months later, you know, Annabelle Suras had the baby, and you know, it's just everything's gravy. You know baby what? Joey. Yeah. Baby it's, Joey. It's actually baby Joe, which is very weird. <laughs> hey. I'm Joe the baby. You, know? like, <laughs> you uh need that sink fixed. I'm uh Joe the baby. Ah. This refrigerator's high. <laughs> Joe the baby. <laughs> yep. Uh just Joe the baby clock it in. It's the uh, cigarette policy here? Uh me Joe the baby. I mean if I'm out on
1: the porch, Joe the baby's out on the porch, what are we talking? I'm not gonna blow it at you. I'll blow it out the screen door. You know, I'm I'm trying to be courteous, but uh yeah, Joe the baby.
0: Uh yeah. She's had this kid, you know, it's it's only her second kid, you know, I mean, like, two, three months, you know, she had the kid, like, maybe three months after the event, and then three months, <laughs> we're three months after that. Right. She's like, you know what, I'm fucking bored. I need to build a greenhouse. And it's like, <laughs> what? What in the world are you talking about right now, lady? And Lloyd Braun is just like, you know, uh, so I'm a scientist, so we're fine. Like, their house Fun is also yeah. gorgeous, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, Instead of taking on this huge greenhouse effort, are you cool with just kind of hanging out with this kid for a little (laughs) longer or what? Like, you're going to overextend yourself. And she's like, but no, I really
1: want to do this greenhouse. And you're like, all right, so I guess now we're getting a nanny. Well, I mean, this is part of why this is the whitest movie. First of all, yeah, she is buying a fucking greenhouse from the Botanical Gardens. Oh, no,
0: no, no, no. I'm sorry. She's getting one that... They don't need anymore because she's been volunteering at this botanical uh-huh. garden yeah. for 20 years. He's a genetic engineer, and all they fucking do is listen to Gilbert and Sullivan. Oh my God, with the singing <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan, I wanted to shoot myself in this the head. This isn't the West Wing. You don't get to do that. <laughs> and you know, I don't like this family. You know what I mean? Like, that's the yeah. thing. It's just the whitest fucking kids you know. Like, you know, it's just. <laughs> (laughs) she's got this greenhouse thing. He's a scientist. They're singing little songs. And like, he's got his sensitive beard. It's sickening. (laughs) It is. It is so sickening. Like, (laughs) why does it have to be that white? Like, why can't you put on some cool music to have? Like, how cool would it be if this little kid, and she is a charming little kid. Sure. This is not a precocious kid in this movie. I don't think. Um, What if you put on like an old soul record and she's just like dancing and it's cute? You're not singing Gilbert and Sullivan like an asshole.
1: Uh, The HMS pinafore in the middle of this fucking movie. (laughs) The beginning, middle and end of this movie. We're pinaforeing all over the floor. Ernie Hudson's building a fence
0: rolling his eyes. (laughs) You you got batteries for me for my goddamn headphones? Because I can't. Yeah, exactly. Even the mentally challenged Ernie Hudson is rolling his eyes in this movie. Uh, and you know yeah. so she—that's so that's the thing. So, so her husband's like, you know, we're fucking richer than God himself. Let's hire a nanny for you to take care of our two kids. Which you know, a lot of people hire nannies for a lot of different reasons. But when Rebecca De Mornay shows up, she's cooling her heels a lot in this movie. There's not a lot for her to do as a full time nanny. And this is when it gets kind of awkward for me because it's like, you know, you hired this person for a task, and that task is being a nanny. Yeah. There is so much in this movie of her doing like random house chores,
1: yeah. and I'm like, did you hire a maid or did you hire a nanny? She gets through fucking most of Joan Didion's work by like the <laughs> end of the movie. <laughs> She's just sitting in these fucking chairs reading these books, just reading. I mean, and also plotting and scheming oh, to well, destroy and the and That well, takes for up a lot of sure. thought. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she
0: is, she is, you know taking her time with that plan as well but it's like you want to invite some stranger to move into your move into your house which is a big problem for me yep 24 7 this lady's taking shits she's in the shower and what's she eating for lunch and i gotta smell it yep and you know you got all this just because you want to build a fucking greenhouse it's insane
1: this guy's taint like
0: Get out of town
1: with this greenhouse. She's got to be like cooking all the meals. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be the full. If if she's living there, you also have to give her a day off. And I'd be a little bit, you know, skeeved out if my nanny who lives inside doesn't take the one day. Like,
0: and and that's the thing, uh, folks at home, if you hire a nanny and it's a live in nanny and you're like, all right, Livin nanny, you get Saturdays to yourself. And she's like, no, that's cool. I'd rather spend it with you guys. Mm-hmm. That woman is plotting to destroy your family from the inside it, it, out. So, yeah. That's, uh, you know, yeah. t- take note. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just,
1: just be careful. That's all <laughs> that's that's all we're saying. <laughs> First year <of> law school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Especially if your nanny is eerily overqualified and pale and
1: staring at you creepily. And <laughs> fucking announces herself by stopping a bus in the middle of the street yeah. and just says, Oh, do you happen to be the person that I'm exactly looking for? <laughs> yeah, she stops this bus like the Terminator. It's like
0: <laughs> the school bus is driving away, and Alan Bellsior has like forgotten to give the kid her sweater. So she's like running after the bus. And Rebecca DeMornay just like walks out in front of this thing, like hands in her pockets, like, you better stop. And this bus just like, you know, throttles back. And then she's like, Oh, hi, I'm looking for the so-and-so's. Are you? Oh, you're that person? Oh, perfect.
1: I mean, you don't see her actually stop it, which in my head, I kind of imagine like the bus drivers but not, and Rebecca De Mornay walks out and like shows her kid's hand or something. <laughs> she pulls it out of her fucking pocket.
0: I was going to say it might be cat eyes. <laughs> like she looks up at the bus driver, cat eyes, and he's like, oh, I better stop for that monster. But you know what? Because she, she uses a fake name. Her, her real name is Dr. Mrs. Mott or something. And like she's like Peyton Flanders uh is her fake name like i would love and you don't want to pepper up this this white movie you got there curtis hansen maybe it's two women in a restroom one of them is rebecca de mornay and she's like oh are you up for the uh so-and-so job i like, guess i am <laughs> yep yeah, yeah. You know, just oh a real, yeah. i'm a taking your identity thing yeah oh exactly because that's there's so many stupid mistakes with this movie so like one you're not showing the face and name of the victim on tv two if you are inviting this woman into your house to live with you and take care of your children, guess what? Background check.
1: Big, Big time. Big
0: time background check. And it's like no identification, nothing. A
1: driver, you have to see a driver's license. I'm yes. sorry that yes, it has to happen.
0: Oh, yeah. It comes up a lot, W2. Who, who am I paying? How am I paying them? Yeah, I mean, I, I, cash? Guess, I guess. Nope, you're not living in my house. I'm not giving you cash. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's <laughs> not it. I need direct deposit. It's so insane that she gets this job. With I mean, all she does is spend the afternoon with them.
1: And in the interview, it's amazing. Yeah, in the so. interview, <laughs> she just like, asks, so so you know, what's your what's your story? And she's like, Well, um, my husband and my baby died the same day. Mm-hmm. And they were murdered.
0: <laughs> no, the murdered reveal about the husband comes later. Oh, does it's, it? it's okay. at another like awkward moment where it's like, We're talking about nothing and then it's like Andy was murdered. And she's like, That's terrible. I just meant work experience. <laughs> yeah. But no, she doesn't she just she, but you know, she doesn't say he was murdered, but like my husband baby died in the same year and, you know, it was a really rough year and I decided to start looking after people's kids because it made me feel like I was their mother and that was, like, the next best thing. Okay, thanks very much. Yeah, it was nice meeting you. Good luck with all those problems. <laughs> I'm going to go, you know, cry out of fear. And you <laughs> Let me know if you'd like us to rent you a U-Haul for all this baggage that you came <laughs> into my house with. It's so insane. You know what? Agree. I think instead I'm going to read Moby Dick this year. I don't you know I'm going to not do the greenhouse thing. That's nope. maybe maybe 2 years from now when baby Joe is a little older. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe then. And it's a slow read, it's slow burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, she totally pulls a my boyfriend, but he lives in Canada because she's like, so what's your work experience? And she's like, well, the whole thing is I was working for this one family, but they uh, moved away. <laughs> That's the end of that. No, like, what were the ages of the children in that family? What are their names for a reference? They uh, moved away. You probably wouldn't be able to get a hold of them. They moved to uh, Alaska. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, no. Uh, she, we hooked up at camp and, uh, you know, she's super hot, but, you know, she's <laughs> she lives in Boston. Buffalo. You don't know her. Her dad hates my guts,
1: so like I can't go over there. No, you know what? It's kind of cool, actually. She doesn't really believe in Facebook. <laughs> Nobody believes in Facebook when they're fake.
0: It's very yep. hard to believe in Facebook when you're a fake person. <laughs> So she has a run-in with Ernie Hudson like day. When she gets one. the job, BT does. Oh she yeah, gets, she gets she, the job. They're like, Oh yeah, you can move right into the basement and like they're like, Do you have your stuff on you right now? Like we'd love to get you in here like ten minutes ago. She
1: has her to dinner that night.
0: Yeah, oh stay, I want my husband to meet you, like all of this nonsense. And like she's touring the house, and Ernie Hudson comes in because he's like he's painting the trim around the house. Like it's six months later, so he's successfully built this fence yeah. and everything. And they love him, so yeah. they keep finding he's just different doing all things these odd to jobs do. and stuff. And so he like bumps into her, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I got paint on you." And she like gives him this death stare, and it's like Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson is the smartest person in this film because Ernie Hudson's character knows right away that she's pure evil. Mm -hmm. So like a dog that knows when a thunderstorm is coming, Ernie Hudson is like, I can see right through you. You're awful. Because she like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, let me help you wipe this off. And she's like, like really like, (laughs) like pulls back and gives this look and then immediately turns to like,
1: it's okay. People make mistakes. And I'm like, yeah, how is Ernie Hudson the only one seeing this? And she says, Anyone can have a mistake, and it's the icy glare. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that's what does it is the icy glare. And he's just like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go back outside
0: again and keep painting this trim. Rebecca Du is pretty awesome in this movie. She is. Yeah. It's,
1: I mean, it's terrifying. She's she she gets it. I mean, she bites right into it, like, <laughs> and and that's what I needed from the. I, I needed somebody who was gonna. And, I mean, there are some scenes where, actually, her physicality comes into this. Oh, my God. Yeah, (laughs) that bathroom scene.
0: So, we have our first night in the house. And she's, like, set up in the basement. And her alarm goes off at, like, 3 a.m. And you're like, what's going on here, movie? (laughs) And she slowly gets out of bed and goes upstairs and creeps into the baby's room. And you're like, what's going on here, movie? And she grabs a pillow. Yep, yep. And you're like, all right, now what's going on here? Baby? <laughs> and she's like slowly creeping towards the bed, and I'm like, all right, well if she actually goes through with this, like we have no movie, so that's not going to happen. But
1: that's the pacing. Yeah, that, yeah you're, you're totally would, right. We're on we're on schedule where, for a baby. This murder. is where they missed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. If they had killed the baby, you've re- now you've set a pace. Yeah, well the, I mean if that's true, if the, she does
0: kill the baby at this point. At the end of the movie, she's wearing Annabelle his face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like,
1: that's how far we're going. On Mars. (laughs) And like I said, Paul Verhoeven. (laughs) So it's like, uh,
0: not just a fake out. I'm not going to murder that baby. And she puts the pillow over the baby monitor so she can take this baby out of the crib. I almost wish she had killed the baby. (laughs) And starts breastfeeding this child that's not hers. Hey creep, do you like overly long, explicit breastfeeding scenes? <laughs> You're in luck. There's about 150 of them in this movie.
1: Joe the baby does not discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between... Joe the baby will eat when Joe the
0: baby is gonna eat. It's insane. Like there's so many of them. Like where it's like, every... between Annabelle Ashura and uh, what's her and. Uh, Rebecca, Rebecca De Mornay. I, I'm surprised Julianne Moore didn't get into the act. Like everyone's feeding this baby, and everyone just it, it, it. There's a very long shot of them getting it out, and then then putting the baby in there, and it's like every single time. Which it's like you know I don't mind like public breastfeeding or anything, but like the fact that she's doing this, and it's like then you start getting it because you're like, what is she gonna do? Yeah, I mean she's here, so obviously she's plotting something, but what is it? And you're like, oh. Turn the family against Annabella Seora, starting with the infant baby Joe. I mean, this is Machiavellian shit. This is like really. <laughs>
1: let's take our time. Mm-hmm. Let's build it up, dude. She's playing these people, yeah, and like it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Like a string quartet. This Elton thing is a, John yeah. couldn't play this family
0: <laughs> piano better. Like it's nuts. So you're like, all right, well that's happening. Mm-hmm. So it's and also, but, but I was like. I was like, I don't know how babies work. Like, is this gonna actually happen? Like, is the baby gonna like not be cool with Annabella's breast milk now? Like, I didn't know it was going. Yeah, I don't know how babies work, but uh, yeah, that's what happens. Like, yeah. the baby like gets a taste for uh, Rebecca De Mornay, and it's like, I don't
1: know, Annabella, you this over here is uh, much preferred. I mean, it, it, but they never do, like, because they do show Annabelle Sierra doing it, like, a couple times. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like a switch out. So it would still be there, wouldn't it? Well, but, no, but
0: well, she keeps being like, huh,
1: that's not working. You know, it's one yeah, of those. It's like he, it's either like
0: he's not hungry or he's not, like, as interested, oh, I see, you know. Yeah. Um, also, trying sh- to give a dog lettuce. You know, <laughs> he, like, gets excited for a second. <laughs> then he's like, oh. dude, I love faking dogs out with vegetables. It is the <laughs> funniest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you like you get a nice like biscuit sized uh, piece of celery, and you're like, "Here you go!" And then it's like, "Ha ha! Oh, take that, dog!" Uh, same thing with carrots every once in oh, a while. Yeah. Um, I'm a monster. Uh, <laughs> what's also horrendous about this first scene, uh, this first like breastfeeding scene, is the music is completely inappropriate. Yeah. It is like you're supposed to be watching like a beautiful family moment. Meanwhile, yeah. again, skin crawling.
1: No, it's like the theme from Aladdin, and you're yeah. like. <laughs> It's like, I, like Graham Ravel, I don't know what you were thinking, man, but like, yeah. And the thing is, he does get the music right in other scenes to see the post-molestation music. Yeah, that's appropriate music.
0: Yeah. Uh, she starts, then she moves into on the daughter. Like, um, mom and dad are going out on a date with, and I mean, they might as well go on a date because they have this other person raising their children for really no, no reasons. So it's like, yeah, we're going to treat ourselves out to a night of the
1: town. Julianne. With the best actress in the movie. Oh, there she comes. Yeah, why not? Why not just, you know, let's bring this in? Nobody saw that coming, huh? I mean, back Julianne, in then, Moore. Yeah, Ju- Julianne Moore, 1991
0: or 1992. This is 92, 92. So this is after Todd Haynes' Safe, which was kind no, of. No, like, Todd Haynes
1: is 95. Oh, what? I thought it was 91. No, 93 is Shortcuts. Oh, oh so this is really like the. It's right, not like an introducing Julianne.
0: No, Moore. but it's no, like, no, her. Mean, uh, yuppie phase. Like, that's yes. the only thing role that she could get. Like, yeah, I, I run 12 miles a day and I do this. Like, all of her roles were like that. Yeah, you're yeah. totally right. So, yeah, that's kind of what this is. She was kind of still doing that in that second Jurassic Park movie. Yes. I mean, to she would go back.
1: I mean, she can go back to that one anytime she likes. I mean, she's an amazing. She's in actor. every fucking movie. So, at this point, <laughs> yeah, she's great.
0: She's in most movies. Yeah. So, it, they come into this movie and it's a weird, like, Lloyd Braun used to date this woman. Yeah. yeah. And Still, like, best buds, and then, like, she's married to this some flunky, this
1: guy. I don't know, Curtis, or yeah. I don't know, something like that.
0: Frank, like, <laughs> just some dude. I thought it was the dad from Boy Meets World for a second, and I was afraid he was gonna drop the n-word, but then I was like, Oh, it's not that guy. What the dad from Boy Meets World used the n-word in, in American History X? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's like, but that's all I can see when I see that guy's face now. Uh, I was like, Mr. Matthews, because like, Corey. You don't want to buy... No, no, change the channel. Look who's out there helping Mr. Feeney take in the mail. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I have no memory of him being in that movie. Mm-hmm. That was a one and done movie for me. Yeah, me you're too. fine.
1: I, I, I never went back you, to it. Question
0: much. someone who owns that on DVD. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're like, we're going to go out on this big date. And it's a, I was like, are we swapping here? Yeah. yeah. It's Right?
1: We're kind of swapping. Everyone's flirting with each other. It's a real... I mean, you're at least talking about going to fucking, you know the key party at the end of the week just making that
0: joke just like sliding it in there yeah, that yeah. whole like oh i'm gonna go to bed with your wife and everyone kind of laughs and like <laughs> she, you know julianne Moore smokes cigarettes and in restaurants because it's 1992 and why the fuck not everybody it was amazing how taken aback I was <laughs> oh yeah <by> <laughs> she liked like the, the dinner scene starts they're at like dessert i guess and it starts with her lighting the cigarette and i was like what are you doing someone's gonna yell up uh, 1991. You're Uh, not all
1: alone or outside. You're not
0: outside in the rain. You're inside a restaurant. You can't do that. Oh, wait, yeah, you can do that. I was more surprised than that, but then the glove, honestly. I was just like, (laughs) you can't do that. I mean, the glove was bad, but the smoking in a restaurant. My God. So, yeah, it's just kind of a weird, like, we're couples. and Well, that's the thing is Annabelle Siora is like, oh, you only smoke when you're around your ex-girlfriend. It's like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone's having a great time with it, though. It's amazing. It, it, this is a real mature couple situation. There's <laughs> some odd... What is the offhanded comment about blowjobs? It's like, oh, she says, you know, uh, it's it's. Uh, she's like, you should never let an attractive woman in your house. Good good reason, by the way. Saying to Annabella Siora. Yeah, yeah, she's like, no, I'm serious. You can't, you know... It's, it's bad enough, like, if you're a woman nowadays in the 90s, you need yeah. to bring in 60K and give great blow jobs. And then, like, her husband's like, yeah, she doesn't get, she doesn't make 60K a year. Am I right, everybody? That, Am
1: I right? That is exactly why we're going to Allison Janney's place this Friday. <laughs> That's exactly why we're going. Joe the baby's like, yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking funny!
1: <laughs> really?
0: Really? That's a funny fucker out there. <laughs> Joe the baby, are you here? <laughs> yeah, but the bar, Dad. I'm smoking cigarettes too. Why don't it get southern all of a sudden? That's great. It's it's an evolving character. Mm-hmm. we you you folks at home, you're hearing us workshop a character. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, Joe the baby, I love you. <laughs> so. Are there any shenanigans while she's out? While they're the, out to the dinner, secrets, uh, the secrets. Yeah, now we a, have secrets. Oh yeah, because I let you, I let you watch horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, that's <laughs> a it's a child molester trick if there ever was one. Like, <laughs> let's watch a scary movie, and that's. That's
1: kind of like breaking a taboo, right? But mm-hmm. it's like the original The Invisible Man. It's not like a real old fashioned horror movie. I mean, it is an old fashioned horror movie, but like it's not I like thought a it was like I
0: thought it was some like Bella Lugosi thing. I mean, I, your point, though, yeah. is that yes, it's not a graphic yeah. 80s violent movie. Yeah, 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 totally. And she's like, you know, oh, you know, here's a secret. Um, This kid at school is bullying me, which is one of my favorite yeah, scenes. Yeah, she's like, yeah, course. he's bullying me. And, you know, she's like, what did your mom say? And, you know, she's like, well, she said I have to be nice to him. She's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're gonna fix that tomorrow. And man, you <sighs> Let- want to lose your? Hey, and she's, you know, Rebecca De Mornay, you're doing it. You're, you're doing it all right. You've yep. got you're doing the breast milk thing. Now you're getting in, in, in with this kid, getting in the you're, kid's head. You're flirting with the dad. You're doing a good job as a nanny yeah. all the way. That's the whole. That's the way you get him. Next day, she goes to the schoolyard and nearly breaks this kid's arm in front of everybody witnesses out the wazoo it's like the other kids are are like laughing at him I'm like no it's like hey hey Billy like why are you so upset right now oh this woman came broke my arm and said she was gonna fucking cut my head off rip my fucking I'm going to rip your fucking head off you (laughs) five-year-old it's unbelievable and then like she walks back to the little girl just like got him and just like walks away and I was like where is any playground attendant? Where is any park attendant? A police officer? Mm-hmm. Other parents? Like, what is going on?
1: Well, and this is... Curtis Hansen has a double escalation here. Because not only does... <laughs> Curtis Hanson has a double escalation. I'm selling it. But what he has... He does... Th- she does this. But then she's in the park. And in the park, some lady stops her and is like, is like Oh, is that your baby? She she has... Baby Joey. Baby oh, right. Joe. Yo! No, but she... Gets stopped and some lady's like, "Oh, he has your eyes," and then like crazy face happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like big crazy face. <laughs> oh my god! It's happening. It, it, it is mine. He is my like. It's a really like
0: skin crawling. I mean, this honestly sequel, sequel town. If if the end of this movie and the end of How to Run the House doesn't happen. She she shack's up with Gary Busey and the hider in the house. Oh yeah, they form the. It's called the Perfect Family. Oh yeah, it's like the honeymoon killers. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh now we're (laughs) told. Baby Joe likes this movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like they they like go in and like kill the parents and start raising some kids and it's just. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. now we're talking yeah now, now this is a hello hollywood did, did, did you hear the circus is in town? you know like just really getting into it and she's like i did and i love going to the crazy person's circus with
1: you <laughs> and that's the line like after the trailer's actually over and they're telling you like what the twitter fucking handle is <laughs> at gotta go babe the circus is in town, town, <laughs> yeah. town hashtag
0: circus is <laughs> in town oh man Hashtag blonde nightmare, I guess. <laughs> blonde nightmare might be a name for that movie, <laughs> or a pretty good name for a band. Yeah, I mean the problem is now, obviously, Gary Busey's just off the handle. Uh, Rebecca DeMornay is still putting out good work here and there. I mean, she can't really get it, but you know, she's
1: doing her best. I was trying to remember what the last thing like um, I saw her in those worth it. Actually, I thought she was good in Lords of Dogtown. It's a small role. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, It's yeah, a really, yeah, really yeah, tiny yeah. role,
1: but she's good. That's an underrated movie. Yeah, I, I, I'm a solid recommend on that uh, movie.
0: Wedding Crashers too. She's, you uh, know. Yes, oh, she's oh, yeah. Oh yeah, she is good in that. The movie. The first
1: of the three hours of Wedding
0: Crashers, <sighs> followed up by Wedding Crashers to the internship. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of skin crawling, yeah. So, like, you know, she's getting, she's getting in there. She's She's, getting in there. She's getting it done. And then, oh man, it's, this happens a lot. This (laughs) happens all, again, in Hyder in the house. This is a Gary Busey move. She's, (laughs) Lloyd Braun is like really tired. He's like, oh, I worked all night on that proposal. And Annabelle Shior is like, you know what? Let me take that for you. I'll run it to Federal Express. Oh, yeah. The full word or the full name, Federal Express, I couldn't believe it. Well, this is a 1990s Federal Express. It looks like a fucking airport. I've never seen anything like it. That's exactly what I thought. It was so weird. It's funny how they've gone from offices down to little boxes inside other offices. (laughs) Uh, But she's like, oh, you know, let me run that to Federal Express for you. Don't worry. He's like, are you sure, honey? It's really important. It has to go out today. He's trying to get some federal grant money for more scientist stuff. Yeah, I don't really know. And so she's like, okay, no, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I will do it. You know, he's like, all right, talk to you later. So then, crazy light bulb goes off, and she's like, oh, yeah, time to ruin that proposal. And it's, you know, we, we go to the greenhouse, and there's more crazy conversation. Well, this, that's the thing is, she's this driven, is where the
1: he was murdered conversation yeah, happens, by the way. And she's driven to do what she does because she, she's not really thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, she starts talking about how her fucking husband was murdered. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing you're paying this woman. She's living with you. You got to go to the greenhouse to do the other
0: greenhouses. There's so many fucking greenhouses in this movie. <laughs> you got to go to the greenhouse. You leave her, the baby with the, with her while you run errands. If the, if not that, why are you paying this woman? Not, exactly. Not to have if, someone hang out in the car with you. If you're taking the baby, yeah, and you're leaving both of them in the car, like the idea to me is you just want someone because you're that kind of person who keeps forgetting babies in cars. <laughs> and you're really just like, I need someone to watch me run errands so when I inevitably leave this baby in the car, someone's there to roll the windows down, mm-hmm. I think is the idea here. Give it the baba, yeah, I mean... It- <laughs> I would love, by the way, if... uh if she goes into this Federal Express office to mail this proposal, and she bumps into Campbell Scott from Singles, who's mailing his proposal about that Seattle public transit system he <laughs> wants to build, great movie
1: crossover. Well, and but also as much as Rebecca De Mornay does do, I mean, a hell of a job mm. deconstructing this family. Yeah, she really takes them down a peg. But here's the thing: you don't want to maybe talk about a fucking Danielle Steele novel like in these little passages. You don't yeah. want to. Bring the attention to the fact that both your family is going down the tubes and my family died. Yeah,
0: I mean, you you don't want to get too dark. You want to just Just. keep it with small talk. And I think that's kind of why it's an interesting balance that she keeps. Some of her stuff is, like, devilishly devious. yeah, And then other stuff is, like, kind of just pranks. (laughs) Yes. I mean, like, this proposal thing is kind of serious. But compared to, like, breastfeeding someone else's child, it's just kind of like a mean prank. Yeah. So she she takes so she does the old you know she she was born in Nolan she so could do like the five finger lift I guess yeah i don't, sure she's also a master thief mm-hmm. so she takes this proposal like oh I have to go to the bathroom yeah and man oh man oh, top yeah. five movie freak out about this proposal <laughs> like she starts tearing at it with her fucking teeth oh my god she's she's basically eating this thing. <laughs> Like a dog. She
1: <laughs> raid twos this fucking bathroom.
0: <laughs> and she she's so mad she picks up a plunger and breaks it against the wall. She's beating the shit out of this bathroom stall. It's insane. And what I, did I, this bathroom you, ever do to you? And you want I mean, like again, because she's unhinged, but you really want like Annabelle Shore to be like, I needed to use the bathroom too. So I just came in right behind you and um Are you okay?
1: <laughs> She's freaking out in this bathroom. Just like cut to like Brett Butler washing her hands or something. (laughs) Like whoever you could hire at that point.
0: I'll have a TV show soon. (laughs) Washing her hands. A 19-year-old Wanda Sykes. (laughs) Wanda Sykes wishes she was 19 in 1992. (laughs) FYI. But like another thing is she leaves the scene of the crime like... Again, if she has to use the bathroom, there's proposal everywhere. That's, I was like, okay, she's going to tear it up and flush it down the toilet. She leaves it all over the floor. Like, listen, it's just a community greenhouse. The next guy or whatever is going to come in and be like, so there was this proposal torn up all over the floor. Also, someone beat the shit
1: out of this bathroom with that plunger I just bought. I mean, that's what I imagine the person who has to like sweep up for this fucking botanical garden, like George Zunza. Walks into the it's fucking and sees all this fucking paper on the ground. Like, <sighs> <sighs> well, another day. Oh, oh man, it'd be great if George is like, I, I'm I'm here
0: to clean the toilets, and she takes the shattered plunger <laughs> and stabs him in the heart with it. There's not enough rando murder yep, in this movie. Body count. That's what you need. You really got you know like this uh, this uh, fellow Adolf Coors called in and was asking about uh, if it's a slasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like. That's right. Like, it would be if someone was getting plungers jammed through the heart. You yeah. know, like, I think your heart's clogged.
1: Bam! <laughs> oh, what a great line. We'll keep that for and later. George Sunza, Paul Verhoeven again. A basic instinct, <laughs> like the real fucking <laughs> chopping him up. Oh, yeah. It's. He
0: gets it at the end of that fucking movie. It certainly does. Um. So now it's time for Contrivance to corner. Uh, and <laughs> okay. Asthma? Asthma is king of Contrivance Town. Yeah. Every sing- everyone who. It's usually a kid that has it, but Annabelle Shira has it, and like she has like panic asthma. So like when she realizes she doesn't have the proposal, she starts freaking out asthma right. a lot. Like she goes to Federal Express and has, has a meltdown. <laughs> she uh, also Annabelle Shira, the actress and not the character, has no idea how to use an inhaler. This <laughs> she is spraying this thing in her mouth like Banaka canisters, and that's <laughs> not how you do it. And I think someone even like pointed it out on the IMDb trivia, like. Clearly, this person has never used an inhaler before. Like, you wrap your lips around that sucker. You puff and you
1: inhale yeah. deep. Yeah. She's just like, K-K-K. all right, ready to go. I was like, no, you're not freshening your breath. You're saving your lungs. And I mean, she's been doing it a couple of times. Though. She does not have to molestation. Yes. And I think it happens again, like, right around when they hire her. Yeah. Like, and like they, they're building it up and you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. At one gonna point, happen.
0: that shit's going to be all out. Yeah. Yes. Um... The next thing is my favorite thread in this movie, which is
1: surprise party. (laughs) Let's
0: talk about this surprise party because you know what? Never before in the history of surprise parties has so much ridden on a surprise party. It's so she's like she she visits uh, uh, Lloyd Braun at work, and she's like. I think it's a great idea if we throw your wife a surprise party. You know, she's upset about the proposal. She feels really bad. You know, she's she's been under a lot of pressure, even though she doesn't really have much to do. She just does that greenhouse, and I kind of just drive around. I guess it's like
1: cops, and I'm her partner. I don't know. (laughs) She has a subscription to Cook's Illustrated. I've never actually seen her look at it. <laughs> she's making me cook all the meals, so I
0: don't know what that subscription's for. But anyway, she really needs a surprise party. And he's like, that's a great idea. And she's like, and you should program the guest list with Julianne Moore, your ex-girlfriend. And remember, it's a surprise. And I, you know, he's like, you know what? Even tell her it's her idea. It's not, take me, take me off this one. You know, yeah. she's just... Really, again, playing it pitch perfectly. Right. Because also, Julianne Moore, I think they've met already at one point. Yes. And they don't
1: care for each other. Yeah,
0: they gave each, she gave her like a uh-huh kind of look. Yeah, know? oh, because it was, it was the, the evening of the double date, Yeah, yes, I think, was when that happened. Um, so, yeah, so she's like, all right, yeah, go plan this surprise party with Julianne Moore. So Lloyd Braun says, hey, uh, you know, I'm working late, so, you know, I'll be home when I get home. Goes to a bar, so there she is with Julianne Moore. He is with Julianne Moore. We've set up all the business about you only smoke when you're around Julianne uh-huh. Moore. So they're just sucking back the cigarettes, coming up with this guest list. Dude,
1: what, what? What? Why are you
0: doing that? Yep. What mm-hmm. the fuck is wrong with you? It's you, Braun. Like honestly, don't put yourself in this position. Exactly. You want you want to do you want to you want to be the great husband. You want to do the surprise party. Let's meet for lunch. Yeah. Let's I mean it's it's too early for email, sure. Let's have a phone call about it. Who should we invite? How long does it take to supply a fucking surprise
1: party? Maybe one of the first subways is around you. <laughs> Let's try that subway. So go there, sit down and fucking talk it out. A subway sandwich.
0: <laughs> you know, I hear at that subway sandwich I can have it my way. <laughs> so so they're at some I mean, they're at like a sexy bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like just, they're at a sexy bar drinking sexy beer, smoking sexy cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And it's like you do don't and like don't put yourself in this position. No, Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And like you're lying to your wife about the, if you if you take her out to lunch, no problem. Like what'd you do for lunch today? I had a sandwich. No problem. Yep. You now you're saying you're working late, like she's, that's because he comes home too, and she's yeah. like, "I called the office, you didn't pick up the phone." He's like, "Oh, I was uh, in one of those rooms without a phone." <laughs> Come <laughs> on, you know. And then of course, because you're smoking cigarettes, she's like, "You smell like cigarettes," and he, you know, he's like.
1: Oh, it was uh, perhaps one of my lab assistants that was smoking in the lab. No, 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 no. no. I've been watching the movie. I know exactly where you've been. (laughs) Also, you can't smoke in a science lab. That's how Swamp Thing happened, I
0: think. (laughs) That's one of the few things. (laughs) That's why we don't smoke in labs anymore, Andrew. In the 1980s, we decided... We all figured it out. You don't want to turn into the swamp thing. And it's just like, oh, man, you're stupid, dude. You're like, so stupid. Don't get in trouble for doing nice things. Don't put yourself in a position. Exactly. Ask her to mail you a list of people to put on the list. No, to go back to Steve's point, though, how much effort goes into planning a surprise party? And in are home. It's not I, like they go to anywhere. And then the thing, wh- what we hear them talking about at the sexy bar meeting is like, Oh, should we invite the Johansons? Oh, I don't like them. But they invite us. It's like they're planning a wedding. I was (laughs) like, this is a Sunday afternoon surprise party. Mm -hmm. Let's all come down to the ground. 30 people max. Oh, total max. Maximum. That's a nice house, but it's not that big of a house. And I
1: mean, driving distance, it
0: can't be over 30 minutes. The most you could talk about at the surprise party is, do you want to get the Italian combo sub, or do you want to get the, exactly. the whatever, the, yeah. the roast beef one? This is a non-milestone suburban <laughs> adult birthday party. Yep. Keep it simple. <laughs> I don't... The blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> that goes into this surprise party. Do you have to lie about this? Why? Get a spread from Luigi's and, and be th- fucking done with it. That's it. Just just one call to Luigi's. Mm-hmm. It's Pick up oh some bad God. beer. It's 1992. You get sure. an eight, 18-pack of bad beer. and Because
1: I know you can't help yourself. Put on Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs>
0: yeah, the music's done. We don't have to worry about what music's playing. You know, Lloyd, that was the one thing I did want to meet with you about for the surprise <laughs> party. Uh, listen, every I surprise party. First. I, I want to get you a little loose so I could approach you about this and be confident. Uh, you know, you are always getting right in there with the HMS Pinafore. And it's great. Okay. I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I would just prefer it. If maybe you put that on towards the end of the night when most people have left yeah. the party... Uh, instead of making them want to leave the party by putting it on the entire time the party's happening, nineteen ninety two. I got this Bobby Brown tape. You know, there's this new record out by a band called the Spin Doctors. <laughs> it's
1: pretty catchy. I think they're going to be around for a long time. I mean, I got the new. I mean, it's not the old Eric Clapton. It's the new Eric Clapton. <laughs> so it's not as good, but it's good. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, it goes well with your beard. Baby Joey's like, get that shit away from me. <laughs> Cream or nothing?
0: <laughs> so Thrash metal <laughs> Yo we live in Seattle. What's happening right now musically? It's nineteen ninety-two. Joe the baby, the only one listening to grunge right now. Did I get this mud honey
1: tattoo for nothing?
0: <laughs> Man, tattooing a baby. Oof. And, so yeah. So, you know, she's freaking out about it and she takes her husband's coat to be cleaned. Which again, also, dude. Don't be picking up trophies from when you're smoking cigarettes with your ex-girlfriend to plan a surprise party for your wife. My thought on this, though, was, is that not planted by Rebecca DeMornay? Oh, does she take it? Yeah, maybe she does. Because she's apparently the world... She's like a Parisian pickpocket. (laughs) Like, she's lifting things
1: all over the place. I thought we were supposed to believe that she took it and put it in the jacket. Well, before this, has she not already planted the underwear?
0: We'll Uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Well, actually, yeah,
1: that that does. To be fair, and I thank you for reminding me because that should
0: cancel this surprise party. Cancel all surprise parties (laughs) going forward. Yes. So, So so so
1: this is happening even at all. Right.
0: So it's like the next day. She 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 goes to the dry cleaner. She recognizes the lighter. She's pissed off. She's hurt. She goes home. She's upset. Lloyd Braun walks in. Hey, baby, what's good? And he's he's like one of these like overly positive men, mm, like, calm, very sensitive dude. Just, that'll drive you up the wall. You know what? Just freak out every once in a while, Lord Lloyd Braun. How about some profanity? How about some sweat on that brow? Nothing. Stupid cool cucumber. Serenity now, insanity later. Yeah. Let, let us not forget. <laughs> This this phone wasn't even plugged in. You're not giving away a water pick. (laughs) So he comes at She's like, you know, get away from me, blah, 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 blah. And she screams out. And what is Julianne Moore's name? Marlene. Marlene. And she's just screaming out. And she goes, oh, you're a thick. I know you fucked Marlene. (laughs) And you see, like, I get cool as a cucumber, but the color just runs out of his face. And he's like, oh, I see how this could be misconstrued. Oh, oh, you stepped in it this time, Lloyd boy. Oh, you sure Uh, did. Here comes my month. And he's like, "Uh, if you rotate about 30 degrees (laughs) clockwise, you'll notice uh, there's a surprise party in back for you. And my God, they cut to the inside of this room, and Julianne Moore is just <laughs> staring daggers into this woman, and all these people are like, ha, ha, "Oh, for she's a jolly good fellow." <laughs> and of course, though the Julianne Moore's creep husband, who's down with the swap, is just like, "Oh, you did right on! Happy birthday!" Hey. Oh, that means I get one. Hey. <laughs> I know it's your birthday, but I get one. My birthday's (laughs) coming early. It's amazing. I I want at least two scenes at this surprise. Oh, yeah. You need to make, like, they're attempting to make conversation. Well, uh, ha, ha, ha. Brian comes in. Ha, ha, ha. That's a good one, honey. It's a funny joke. It's a play we're rehearsing. That'll, uh
1: teach me to plan a surprise party again, right, everybody? Well, yeah, I mean, I wanted it to be like the full Cassavetes movie, where it's <laughs> this discussion, this argument going into, now we have to deal with this fucking party. Oh, yeah. And just, it all just boils over. It, One becomes the other. It's just like Rebecca De Mornay snickering, and then Julianne Moore looking like a fucking marachino cherry because she's so goddamn embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, it is the worst surprise party in the history. Like...
0: I guarantee you in, in in all of human history, yeah. there have been surprise parties where it's like surprise uh, dropped dead of a heart attack. Sure. Like that's happened. And what a tragedy. Get shorty. Oh yeah. Perfect. <laughs> that that surprise party in Get Shorty is less awkward than the surprise party yep. in this movie oh skin crawling for a completely different reason because you kind of still have to have the surprise party afterwards that's the thing exactly we're all
1: here the cake is here we went to luigi's and got that spread <laughs> well i mean i i mean i don't know i mean i'm a coward so <laughs> i think i would be like lebron i'm leaving this house and you're getting rid of everybody yeah and then i'm coming back here in an hour yeah and then we're going to talk about this because really, honestly, even it's a good excuse because it's true. Yeah. But if I was Annabelle Sciorra, Sciorra and that's the line, I would almost laugh in his face. In any other situation. Yeah, like, it's
0: not. Yeah. It, oh, no, I was planning to do a
1: surprise party. <laughs> yeah. It's the stupidest fucking reason.
0: It's I mean, but here's the thing, though. It's like, yes, he's a moron for like smoking and and this that and the other thing but like he didn't do anything wrong really no but like try that's the thing it's like do it's like being accused of a crime and having absolute no alibi you know what i mean it's yeah. kind of your fault at that point
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it's like murder but like because you didn't you're 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 cha- you're charged with murder because you didn't do anything to stop it <laughs> So it's like a good Samaritan law, yeah, a type a like that. Let, let's
0: rewind five minutes here sure. because this surprise party shouldn't happen. Yes, Ernie Hudson, you know <sighs> he's God bless his soul, you breaking know, my friggin' heart. <laughs> he's he's working one day, and he, you know he's painting. Now he's painting the windows or whatever he's doing, painting the window frames, and he's up up near the baby Joe's room, and he sees uh, Rebecca De Mornay breastfeeding baby Joe, and he's like. It's hey, <laughs> open. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets up to the window and he sees what's happening and he's like, I love this town. And she was like, What's wrong? Why? What, what's going on? She has the tools. <laughs> she has the talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Great Ernie Hudson babysitting line? Tell him about the binky. <laughs> Boom. Continue podcast so she so she she knows that she's been caught but like you know obviously she's mentally challenged and she can she can turn into let's, this skin, baby let's just exploit this poor guy oh man it was tearing my heart out yeah do we, do we want to hear the line don't fuck with me retard
1: my version of the story will be better
0: Eek, eek, And even Ernie Hudson, as a mentally challenged person, is like, you shouldn't be saying that. (laughs) Like, he's backed up. The poor guy's backed up against this fence like, oh, God, you shouldn't be saying that. (laughs) This isn't good. So she basically, like, threatens him and then, like, kind of swears revenge. Yeah. So, it's all about planting these seeds with these crazy people, right? Mm-hmm. So, she's like, they're doing laundry one
1: day, and like Ernie Hudson's out on the yard playing with the kid. Well, this is preceded directly by the fact that they finally give it, the first scene he's got with the little girl, and they have a cute little conversation. He says, you know, because he's, you know, slow, he, he, he says, she's like, Can I get, she says, Can I get you anything? He's like, A brand new bike. Uh, and they get him the brand new bike. Right. And it's heartwarming. <laughs> And two it seconds. kills yeah,
0: you. Yeah, not for long. <laughs> because she, yeah, she, they're playing, and you know, Rebecca Du is like, you know, it's kind of weird the way he plays with her. You know, it's not really right. And I, uh, you know, obviously, if you're a parent, that's like that's laser eyes on everything now. Just yep. Anyone says it, even a crazy person, you're like, well, what is going on there? Yeah. You know? Oh, spa- I mean, added factor of he's mentally challenged. Sure. You know, and it's Ugh. just like, yikes! And she's like. Well, you know, I guess she wouldn't keep a secret from you, right? And like, she used that against her. Cut to the next day. They're in the greenhouse, and we're setting up a lot of things here because there's an opaque window. She's like, "Oh, you can't really see out." That'll come in later. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah. Oh, could you get me batteries? I, I think we're just out of batteries." Uh, so Annabella sure is like, "Yeah. He, uh, you know, uh, Ernie Hudson must have some in his tool shed or his tool his toolbox." And she goes in there, and of course, chilled her. Daughter's underwear is in his toolbox, which uh, is just uh, breaking my heart, dude. They call again, Lloyd Braun like water off a duck's back. This guy because <laughs> he he doesn't raise his voice once in this movie. <laughs> you were so shocked, you dropped the microphone I out lit- of it you. because you're right. You're absolutely right. His right his wife gets raped, he gets accused of cheating, he gets his daughter gets molested. And he never he never says boo about anything. It's just like, "Well, tomorrow's another day." No, it's not. Maybe it's not another day. Maybe your life is ruined forever because of this. And he they called the society and it's just Ernie Hudson like getting back in this van and it's like, "Got to call the cops." I mean, like maybe the cops will call the society and maybe that's and yeah. you know, I'm not saying that they have to, you know, we're, it's not Texas. We're not saying gas this guy. Yeah, old well, Texas would give open an investigation. Yeah, exactly. Like he just needs to be it, at the very least, he needs to be away from kids. If that's what's going on, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I. It's it's damning evidence. Yeah. And what's, again, Chris brought up that bike. The heartbreaking thing, but also the most infuriating thing with Lloyd Braun is, like, they're loading all this stuff into this van, and he's going to be taken back to the home. And Ernie Hudson's standing there, like, with his head down, and I'm friggin' weeping on my couch. <laughs> and, like... They have the, like, the the assistant from the home is going to put the bike in the van. Yeah. And Lloyd Braun is like, no, 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 wait a second. And he grabs the bike. And I was like, oh, man, dick, move, Lloyd Braun. You're going to keep the bike because you just bought it. Oh, no. But instead, it's like, I got this. And he helps this attendant (laughs) with the bike. As far as you know, this guy molested your child. And you're helping put the child molester's bike (laughs) that you bought him three hours ago. Into this van? Is he secretly Jesus Christ? Like, where <laughs> is this humility and this you know inner sense of calm? He's got a little Caviezel to him. Yeah, he could pull off a Jesus. Look at that beard.
1: Well, I mean, I do imagine that there's a cut scene where he like he's he's you know getting ready to at the end of the day and yeah. he's taking off his dogs and inside of his dogs are like shards of glass
0: <laughs> and he's just been
1: like that's just been what he's been going through.
0: I would love to. Like, Paul Bettany and Angels and Demons, like, Lloyd Braun goes up into the attic and takes his shirt off and starts whipping himself. The nines, yeah. <laughs> Something's going on.
1: Maybe he's drunk all the time. Something's <laughs> happening. Because I don't know what this guy's problem is. A Gregory House Vicodin addiction. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's, you, I you feel got like it. that's probably.
0: And then he's still planning this surprise party. <laughs> and there's still, ha- like, this girl, like, you know, again enter character child psychologist because that's that's the rest of our year and yeah. her, <laughs> at the very least and her optional institute yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> there is yeah there, at no point is there ever any effort made to actually figure out what's going on yeah. it's just like well Underwear in the toolbox, guess he we should definitely call call it quits with that handyman. Like no. And just and just pleasantly move on with our lives. Boy, that was a real shame about what happened to Ernie Hudson. But you know that surprise party's right around the corner. What <laughs> I cr- still didn't cut instant I still didn't call in that order to Luigi's. <laughs> what a crummy year we're having. Ah, <laughs> uh, shucks. So let's kind of third act this shit. So
1: Julianne Moore. Decides she's gonna do some investigating. Can I just say, it's because, of it, because it's a screenwriting tick, and it's one of those things where it's a flip, it's just a line out of nowhere. Earlier in the movie, she says, what is that annoying fucking sound in its wind chimes? Yep. So this is how the end of this movie comes... <laughs> It's through wind chimes that you could buy at any fucking nature store.
0: Yeah, these wind chimes were a real whistleblower on this movie. She's, you know, she, she's a real estate agent. And they're like, oh, I guess they haven't sold that doctor's house. You know, the guy, Q's house, you yeah. know. At the end of Rigel 7, you know? And just, she's like, oh, but what's that on there? What's that in the picture? And she takes out a magnifying glass. It's so stupid. <laughs> and she sees the wind chime. She's like, oh. And she goes to the library like any good movie character should. Goes through microfilm fiel- and, like, you know, circles it around. and's like, oh, my God, it's her. She They find, like, a funeral photo. Mm. Yeah.
1: Which there's Rebecca DeMornay grieving. Which I imagine... She might have seen the paper yes. that this fucking photo was in. I don't know how Annabelle Ciora didn't see this fucking paper. Because I was we're all in that story <laughs> pretty closely, honestly. No,
0: because we're all it's all greenhouses and the HMS pinafore. <laughs> it's like once you get on these people's property, the outside world vanishes. And nothing matters, and everything's gumdrops and blowjobs. Like I don't get it. They're so blissfully ignorant of everything that's happening around them. Dude, I would dance at this guy's funeral. I would be there, I'd be the dancing lady. Like, oh! <laughs> why is that? Because that guy molested, that guy You know, raped me, and I'm just dancing at his funeral. I know, I'm sorry for his wife and his family, but I'm dancing a little bit. It's... <sighs> It's so dumb that no one puts this together before Julianne Moore has to go to a
1: library and do research. I mean, me personally, I would bring a boombox to the thing and start (laughs) playing Goodbye Yellow Brick Road (laughs) at top volume. And
0: here is where this movie becomes a cautionary tale. (laughs) There are ways to approach, to, uh, to accuse a psychopath. Yes. And ways not to accuse a psychopath. Even if you're holding all the cards. Oh yeah. Which Julianne Moore is. You don't do it this way. This is I mean, it's a slam dunk. She's got this woman dead to rights Mm -hmm. and she blows it. Yep. Oh my god, she blows it. It's like the Bill Buckner through the legs play. Like (laughs) she blows this. Like she runs, she calls and she's first of all, she's shitty to her on the phone. Yeah. She's like, put Annabelle Seur on the phone. And she's like, well, she's not here. Where is she? This is her realtor friend. You know, and there's all this shit. And she runs over to the house, basically knocks the
1: door down. She calls her Mrs. Mott on the fucking phone. Why would you show your cards? It's
0: why? Because you're bucknering this whole thing. So she runs over there. She's Yeah, she opens the door. She's like, oh, shit!" I say Mrs. Mott, blah, blah, blah. And she's running around. Like, listen, this woman has pretended to be someone else, has moved into this house. Yeah. A bunch of horrendous shit has befallen these people since this woman has been here. Like, you gotta think that... This might all be a gigantic puppeteering act right now. This is when you get your detective friend, Charles S. Dutton. You yes. You know what I mean? like He is the lamb for the slaughter, by the way. <laughs> Go over there, Charles S. Dutton, and find out if this lady's a psychopath. <laughs> exactly. He's well, I'd a- be happy to, movie. Anything I can do to help the picture. Oh, what's in this basement? Oh, no! <laughs> you know? Like, that's what you need. And... At this point, she's, you know, uh, Rebecca Dumourne was actually planning Annabelle Ciora's death. She's kind of tired of it at this point. So she's blown out all of her uh, asthma canisters. Yeah. Yes. She's, you know, and she's rigged this freaking greenhouse to blow. Oh, <laughs> baby. This is, and I mean, and this is another thing where it's like earlier in the film when they go to the bigger greenhouse, she's like, well, this is how you open the windows up top to let all the air out so it doesn't get too humid in here. Are you watching how I'm doing this, uh, Rebecca DeMornay? Okay, good.
1: And and I mean, like, Rebecca DeMornay must have some, like, Terminator vision where it's like <laughs> she sees how to kill people with everything. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest gripe about this movie is that, like, in six months she
0: goes from, like... This poor woman who whose husband was you know a horrific monster, she loses her baby into becoming like jigsaw, yeah, 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 no, yeah, jigsaw she is the jigsaw killer, like the fact that she's this mastermind criminal, like I need the scenes where she's like doing research, yeah, you know how to assume someone else's identity, like whatever it is, fuck, you haven't even caught him yet, she might be the zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> He traveled north from San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, this is this is one way Mrs. Doubtfire could have ended. In case anyone was wondering, <laughs> <laughs> Just, um, so she's got this. Sh- there's a crank, and the- she put like a shovel in front of it, and you know, basically anyone who goes in that greenhouse is gonna get a surprise. So she's like, "Where is Annabelle Shiora, Mrs. Mott?" And she's like. Well, she's in the greenhouse, but don't go in there. Oh, please don't go in that greenhouse. Oh, well, man. that's exactly what I'm going to do. She's putting on this horse shit, like, oh, please don't get me in trouble voice. Uh-huh. like, And seconds earlier, like, there was some attitude there. And you should notice, like, if a person is turning something on and off like that, crazy train. Yep. Yeah. You are at a disadvantage with this woman and yes. realize that. So she goes out there. She Burst this door open, the shovel falls, this crankshaft starts going, and these window panes slam down, and gigantic shards of glass rain down on this woman. What a way to go! I could have, I mean, like, I know it wouldn't have fit with this movie, but I want to see something go somewhere, you know? Like, it's yeah. just we a cut head fly off, yeah. We cut <laughs> to you know, Rebecca de Mornay coolly eating an apple, and it's like, oh shit, but like, yeah. I kind of want to,
1: like. That like that sound effect of like a wet towel hitting like cement <laughs> yeah. of something just puncture. That's oh, the, the yeah. puncture, wet puncture noise. We and, don't get any of it. And nothing. so she's like, she takes the kid for
0: a walk. Annabella Shiora shows up and she's like, oh, that's weird. The greenhouse is closed. Yeah. And horror. And she has an asthma attack and all of the things are out. And she like has a real deal asthma attack. Luckily, the cops come, I guess, because somebody heard that terrible noise or something. Well, no, something she called. she manages oh, she, to call nine one one, but she can't speak, yes. and then she runs back out to go to the greenhouse, and she collapses. My favorite part of this whole like emergency scene is so the cops come like because of the nine one one call or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, this broad fainted or, or something," and they're like looking, and then this guy's like, "Oh, the greenhouse is open," <laughs> yeah. and he goes over and he's like, "Oh, Dave, better come take a look at this." <laughs> My favorite thing about this is excuse me, bit actors playing these Seattle police officers. They probably don't sound like n y p d officers. Yeah. It's like, all right, Jimmy, come take a look at this and I'm like, nah, I mean maybe, but no, you know it better if you're not but but that's the thing is this is not a crime scene after this afterwards it's just like. Uh, yep. Classic greenhouse accident. Like <laughs> uh one in five home greenhouses. This is how it ends. We tell people every week we're you can't <laughs> be having greenhouses on your
1: lawn. Honestly, we're waiting for the fingerprinting kit to get here. It said it was gonna be coming here next week. I don't know what's going on with the fucking thing. I'm gonna call Federal Express tomorrow.
0: <laughs> you know what? Let's just wait a couple of days. Let's go down to Luigi's, get a gobble gold spread on. Like, why are you so Italian, Seattle police? I mean, officer? here's the thing a loaded gun or a greenhouse same difference in america really <laughs> i mean you're be- you're better off with a gun you know one in 5 americans die inside greenhouses every year that's a true it, fact it's
1: definitely not that Aryan dollop you got working for you <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to the hospital to recover and you
0: know like uh, De makes a move on the husband because, you know, the husband's, like, trying to sweep up, essentially, <laughs> yeah, the remains of the greenhouse and his best friend. Yeah, he's trying to, like, board up the death tomb of his yeah. ex-lover to make sure, like, I guess his kid doesn't go in there or whatever. In a it's,
1: raging fucking
0: rainstorm. Oh, it's like, pouring outside. He might as well put a little sign like, caution greenhouse, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just 5 yards away. Yeah, exactly. So she yeah, so she tries to make a move and you know good on Lloyd Braun he's like there's only one woman for me, yeah. and, you know, gets out of the laundry room and that's that. And you know, uh, Annabelle Shiora starts to realize blah blah blah. She winds up going to the house, uh Dr. Mott's first house or whatever. Right. The space house. The space house and this is the, the real estate agent, like, they're going around. She realizes, oh, my God, it's painted the same way she just painted my kid's room. What the fuck does that mean? Right. There's a breast pump, which is like the bloody knife, essentially, in this movie. Well, what I love is this idiot <laughs> <I> realtor. <know. laughs> so they walk in, and she notices the breast pump is there. And that, like, you know, confirms it, that, like, the person here, same paint job, was recently with child. Uh-oh, you know. uh, <laughs> This idiot realtor is like, well, that's a weird looking toy. <laughs> like, come on, dude, you're forty years old. And
1: she's like, um, it's a breast pump. So Can you play uh, Mario on this. <laughs> it's like
0: you sell people houses for a living. Like, my goodness, you're well. Dumb. They only
1: give him the murder houses. It's his first house. <laughs> also, we've skipped over my favorite cutaway, which is um, so Annabelle's yours in in the hospital, uh. and they just cut to Ernie Hudson. Out in the pouring rain, <laughs> like looking Michael up Myers, lo- <laughs> like longingly looking up at this hotel room, <laughs> hospital room, hospital room. Yeah, yeah. It's so,
0: but that's again because this is a terrible screenplay. Yeah. So it's yeah. we're dropping mm-hmm. stuff like that where it's like. All right, remember that everybody. He's following them,
1: and he's still here. Yeah. He's, well, he's not
0: behind bars. He's like, <laughs> no, 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 we- no, 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 no. Because Lloyd Bryan's not. Lloyd Braun's not calling the police department. Well, the, even better. Like one another. Just cutaway scene is like you know they're in the park and like they're like you know if you ever want to tell us about whatever oh they're like <laughs> they say you know uh, we got a call from the Better Way Society. It seems like uh, Ernie Hudson's going to be working around the neighborhood. If you see him coming around the house, you better tell us, little kid. And I'm like. <laughs> Come no. on, Bron. Yeah, you're the adults. Like, watch out for your child, idiot. How are you a scientist? Get a restraining order against this guy, maybe. Just maybe. So we're out of the hospital. Everybody's home. Yeah, she knows. She races home. She finds out what's going on. She yeah. confronts. Uh, what's her face? By punching her in the face. What yeah. a sick punch, man. This is like Mayweather. It just gets in there, <laughs> knocks her over a table. Oh, man. It's, just, it's, it's a barrel roll. A over true that haymaker. <laughs> like, just over. And it's phenomenal because they're in the middle of setting the table. Lloyd Braun's, like, got some roast on or something. This out-of-nowhere slugging happens. <sighs> and he's like, oh, well, geez, the salad was going to go in there. I'm like,
1: please get pissed. <laughs> Figure out what's happening. You know what? Let's all sit down and talk about this.
0: Let <laughs> like us put, like <laughs> put on some uh, Gilbert and Sullivan really quickly. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'll be right back. And I never, never ship Stupid CD won't start. I never, No, never, <laughs> I never, I never. And, <laughs> and so, I mean, from here till the credits, it's like useless cat and mouse stuff, but it's like, it's the big like confrontation. Like, she's Dr. Mott's wife, blah, blah, blah. It's great. They kick her out and, like, they're like, oh, but the keys. And she's like, oh, yeah. And the great thing is, she's like, she goes to her husband like after right after she leaves, like, we we have to call the police right now. And he's like, Carol, calm down. And it's like, <laughs> no, you do not.
1: Are you kidding me? It's so stupid. First, so- we're gonna have some green tea. <laughs> and then maybe we'll talk about calling the cops. I'll put
0: on the HMS pinafore, I'll get out the hard candy, and we'll just discuss this. <laughs> Oh, God, I want to punch that guy in the face. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to start calling cops out of school here. It's like, yeah, <laughs> call the police. You know, the cops are there for real emergencies, honey. Like greenhouse accidents. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's like we're going to go stay at a hotel tonight, blah, blah, blah. He goes into the basement. She snuck in through the basement door. She hilariously hits him in the face with a shovel, and he falls off these basement stairs. Still not really that flustered about anything. Well, this is the best part because like, she slams him, it's home it's home alone. He gets like right oh, in the yeah. Nose. yeah, Bonk. It's it Daniel right Stern. <laughs> he gets right o- goes right over, and then Annabella Shiora is like, Oh my god, what's going on? So she goes down and like there's broken glass everywhere, and she goes into the basement and he's like, She's in the house. So like, come on, let's go get her. He's like I can't. Both my legs are broken. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're so full of shit right now. Oh boy, did Andrew get a huge <laughs> chuckle out of that line. But again, and he's not even pissed off. He's not like, sheep that fucking lunatic at <laughs> me in the face. It's just like,
1: I uh, think both my legs are broken. <laughs> Could you get me some tea? Lloyd, that looks like a sprained ankle. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Could oh. you please man up here just a little bit? I, I, we <laughs> have a killer in the house. A I, killer in the house. Huh? Oh,
0: no. That's the thing. You, at the end of this movie, you do not see him on a gurney with two blood casts. <laughs> no, Yo, He is just chilling out in the basement for the rest of this movie. What's awesome, too, is like, she's Annabelle's. Your is like, she's kind of a shitty mom in this movie, oh, yeah. right? It's like... The whole thing is, like, she's never paying attention to this child. It's like, yeah. I got a nanny, so forget it. So much so that at the end, when, like, shit's hitting the fan, she locks the, like, seven-year-old in the bedroom. And she's like, now, don't come out until I come back. No thought whatsoever about the location of the baby Joe. Yeah. Where this other child is. She's running around this house. I was like, secure both of them in the same room. Like, make sure that shit's locked up. Then go searching for the murderer. So, whatever, they have a big fight. They get up to the attic. Ernie Hudson is somehow hiding in the attic? He, like, climbed up. Yeah, he's, like, perched on a window like Batman. <laughs> he jumps in, you know, and he's yeah. like, get away from the little girl and everything I just like want to keep, well, uh, not, not before, uh, this is after uh, Rebecca Mornay Jack Nicholson's her way out of a bathroom, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's a bedroom, because for some reason in, in the beginning of the movie... You see that the kid, the baby's bedroom, baby Joe's bedroom, has a fireplace setting. Like That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you're only setting it up so that there could be a fire poker in
1: there. Exactly.
0: So she can get out of this bedroom. Exactly. So, yeah, she kind of, like, smashes a hole in this door and then puts her arm through to unlock it. And you hear from downstairs...
1: Never, no, never. He's just having
0: having a nice time down there with his two broken legs. Yeah, well, if my legs are broken, it doesn't mean I have to listen to the radio like a farmer. (laughs) He goes upstairs. He crawls upstairs on his elbows to get the record going. Just put that
1: hi-fi on. (laughs) No, it's because Dishwala is playing, and he just, like, turns it back to the classic station. uh,
0: (laughs) Ugh. And yeah, so they just kind of fight it out. Ernie Hudson helps out, saves the baby, and Annabelle Sierra hilariously pushes this woman out a window, and she gets impaled
1: on that white fence that Ernie Hudson built. Now, is this the only Hudson ex machina in recent history? <laughs> as far as I'm aware, yeah, because it's a, it's just that one cutaway of him fucking outside this you know rainy hospital. It's
0: outside the hospital, and then when they drive away from the hospital the next morning, he's following them on a bike and the daughter notices out the back seat, like, oh, there's Ernie Hudson, but doesn't say anything. And then, you know, Ciara's like, turn around and put your (laughs) seatbelt on. You know, and, like, she grabs, you know, he he grabs her arm and, like, stops the crucial thing. I kind of want him to put her through a wall a little bit, you know? I mean, I get it. It's like, you know, mother versus fake mother, so she's got to be the one to end it all kind of a thing. But it would be great if Ernie Hudson got a little bit of revenge in here, too. just just something, just...
1: and, I mean, it's another fucking screenwriting thing where the, towards the beginning of the movie, because the baby is screaming, Ernie Hudson picks up the baby and Annabelle Siorra is not having it. Oh, yeah.
0: It's a thing where, like, you know, they tell you at the home you're not supposed to pick up the baby. And, and,
1: and, 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 and I understand it. I, I get why you're doing it. But she's being a little condescending about it. So, but at the end of this movie, the whole resolution is. You can hold the baby now. Yep. Ernie Hudson
0: finally won because he can hold hold the baby. Oh, man. It'd be great if... Because it does end with him just kind of rocking the baby. And they, like, kind of, you know, uh, first Annabelle Shiora and the daughter walk out. And, like, we'll meet you downstairs if, like, secret cat eyes twist ending. (laughs) He's got the baby. And he's like, well, that was easy. You know, it (laughs) just kind of, is just like, now I will be the hand that rocks the cradle. (laughs) Cat eyes. He wasn't mentally challenged the whole time. Oh, oh man, he
1: Ed Norton's that shit. <laughs> I kind of want. I, I kind of want it to be like so. Rebecca De ends up taking out the whole family. Yeah, except for and Joe and Solomon are up, and then like the sequel, and it's Joe and Solomon. And it's like the wizard, <laughs> and Solomon is going to play Mario Brothers three. it's just joe and solomon hanging out talking gabbing smoking cigarettes i don't think we mentioned is ernie hudson's
0: character yes that's that's what it it? yeah (laughs) just smoking hanging out while the little kids playing
1: video games it's it's like scarecrow kind of
0: (laughs) (laughs) what i actually kind of dug about this movie is it has a very classic hollywood ending to it where it's like well, the action's over with. So the movie's over with. Yeah. Yep. Like we don't go back to Lloyd Braun in the basement. He's not, you know, getting carried out in a stretcher. You do, no one's going out investigating her body. It's
1: like, well, she's dead. He can hold the baby. The end. 3 months later, new nannies. Yeah, none of your, that your stuff. Yeah. It yeah, It
0: does just it just cuts out when it should. It feels weird for such a contemporary movie to do that. Yeah. Like, And especially a movie like this. Yeah. But it's just like the end, that music swells, and we're out. And I was like, well, at least you're not longer than Star Wars. <laughs> and you know, honestly, I do need someone to confirm whether or not he actually had broken legs. Like, I just... <laughs> like, I'm not buying it. That's a real relationship killer for me. If Like, if if all this happens, and they go to the hospital, it's like... Well, I guess this one's kind of sprained, and this one's pretty badly bruised. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're broken up. Yeah, we're, we're never, we are getting divorced. It's like the plot of Force Majeure. It's like there was an avalanche coming, and instead of protecting your family, you grabbed your iPhone and ran away. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, you totally did. And yeah. now this family's going to disintegrate. Yeah, it's the loneliest planet. He pushes her in front of it. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just like, come on, you coward. Totally. Oh, my God. Would anybody recommend this movie? It's a pretty strong one for me. I mean, it's uh, it, It's a bit too long or a lot too long. And I, I could have used a, a de- a one to, to three more deaths. But it does have that Lifetime movie thing where the stakes are, like, weirdly personally high yeah. throughout the thing. So you are, like, it hits those notes where you're like, oh, my skin's crawling, which is fun. It, it's, a lot, it's a
1: fun watch. Uh, exactly what he said. <laughs> Verbatim almost. Yeah. Like I and I do need to stress the uh kills. I needed yeah. more than Julianne Moore's corpse. Like mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it's a fine corpse and it's a bloody corpse, <laughs> but like I need a few more like stabbings, maybe a strangulation of some sort. Exactly. You know, and here's one. I feel the same as you get this is actually a pretty strong recommend for me. Sure. It's it's not
0: a what are we doing here, obviously, yeah. but yeah. like I enjoyed watching this movie as much as I was saying my skin was crawling like yeah it's effective at being a shitty lifetime thriller with like a million plus dollar budget, obviously. Um, Here's a good one that's easy for a movie like this. She's got to be cutting somebody's brakes. Oh yeah, come you know on. what I mean. Like yeah. she's
1: sensing somebody is on to her. Mm-hmm. Or cut like, those brakes. Or a way to find out the information is she like seduces a lawyer, mm-hmm. so, like a oh. Charles Grodin lawyer. Oh yeah, and then she kills him, strangles him with a belt. She, she gets all the files and then she kills him, yep. that, and you get all the information to weed. Well, your then way you in. would
0: get the information from the TV station that's uh, broadcasting, broadcasting twenty four hours a day. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: all the information about this trial except for Rebecca DeMormay's face
0: (laughs) well that's we don't get her origin story like in those six months like I imagine there's some like Batman Begins-esque like training montage we could have put in there where she's like learning how to secretly poison people or something she went to the League of Shadows (laughs) Yeah, she went to somewhere in distant Asia and uh-huh. just trained how to poison people with a bunch of monks. Yeah. You know, any anything to explain this jump from
1: like a woman who's lost everything to like a nutso murderer trying to take over did, a family. Didn't she play Lady De Winter in the Three Musketeers movie? Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. So I mean she's a plotter. She plays <laughs> plotters.
0: Yeah, I I would have liked what I do like about not knowing that is You actually don't know what her angle is, and you have to kind of figure it out yourself. She never says, this is my plan, or it's never even, we never do the thing where, like, she's putting herself in the picture, or any of that shit, you just don't know.
1: Well, that's the thing, is because it never really, like, either this is a plan that you have really been, like, putting your elbow into Mm -hmm. for quite some time now, or you're a lunatic or like you're a really like and like I get it, you have to be a lunatic to have that plan to begin with but, but you know but you can't be flying by the seat of your pants with an operation like this <laughs> well but that's gonna like, be mapped out like the thing with the fucking getting stopped and like being like yeah this is my baby like shit like that yeah is of a, a very strong psychosis that is like holy shit she owns this family whereas like I'm just going to destroy this family right it's a little weird I, I'd rather if they had delineated a little bit on that but whatever it's still really good <laughs> That's The
0: Hand That Rocks the Cradle from 1992, directed by Curtis Hanson. Thanks a lot for Barney Gumble calling in that one. Uh, we really appreciate that. See, this is why we ask you to leave your name and where you're from, folks, because we're just going to make fun of you if we take the call. <laughs> but thank you very much, whoever that was. This was a very pleasant ride on the Bad Movie Express. If you want to get a hold of us uh, or find out more information about the show, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at WHMPodcast. Right into the mailbag, we all hit movies at gmail.com uh what is your favorite white 90s domestic thriller because by the way i didn't bring this up and you know we've already gone on and said our piece about this movie pacific heights is almost the exact same movie as this just with a dude a dude it's with michael keaton
1: instead and, of de Mornay. and it's not as like personal like it's not but just motherfucker dies the yeah. same way yeah, as Rebecca DeMornay does de
0: uh, so yeah, what is your favorite white '90s domestic thriller? Uh, by the way, uh, you know, like we've been saying this whole month, check out our Spreadshirt site, whmpodcast.spreadshirt.com. We've got a new probably secundus T-shirt on there. Yeah, uh, that's been pretty popular. So you know, go check that out. Put uh, a shirt on. Hey, put a shirt on, Steve. Please, <laughs> please do. Uh, yeah, and you know, like we mentioned at the top of this whole thing, December ninth, jingle all the way too. Rain or shine, good or bad, we're doing this movie, so we'll see what happens. But start spreading the word now. Get start stoking the flames a little bit. It's only our second ride with Larry, too, by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start rehearsing the voice again. Mm -hmm. Get that ready to go. Uh, So it's gonna get a camo hat going.
1: (laughs) Oh, definitely get a couple of camo hats going. Cut the sleeves right off this shirt. I might rewatch the first minute of Delta (laughs) Force. Fair enough. Because that's kind of all. I, I, don't, I don't want to oversaturate.
0: That's one of those movies I remember watching with everybody. Could not really tell you Couldn't a tell darn a, a, a thing a about single it. single thing
1: about it. They think Mexico is the Middle East. That's yes, about all I like don't remember.
0: Clue for next week's episode. Uh,
1: Tim Matheson.
0: Oh, and, and let me say huh. good gravy for next week's Holy episode. Holy moly. So <laughs> until next week, where our skin will be crawling again. I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Steven Zadak. Take it easy.